Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and we are looking at The Call is for You. We're basing this off Rick Warren's outstanding devotional book, What on Earth Am I Here For? I really encourage you to, if you're looking for a good devotional, just kind of get refocused on God. Encourage you to check that out. And we're talking about the calls for you. Yesterday, we started sharing eight things that we can know God's call for our lives during this season. And number one was my calling is a gift from God. Number two, I am called for God's purpose. Today, we're going to start with God chose my calling before I was born. God chose my calling before I was born. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 says, Paul said, it pleased God in his kindness to choose me and call me even before I was born. What undeserved mercy. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. Friends, God called you before you were even born. And the Bible says God uniquely shaped you. You are a custom-made baby. Okay? And yet sometimes uh, we've all got flaws, don't we? I mean, some people just have what well, we probably consider more major flaws. But, I mean, I think of a guy, though, that how God always uses their flaws, a power story, Nick Vucicic, um, a, a, a guy that was born, unfortunately, uh, without arms and without legs. Um, you know, so obviously he didn't have hands either. And But God says, Nick, I shaped you in your mother's room for your particular calling. I've heard him speak a couple of times, and he's just a powerful speaker, and he just shares, you know, uh, man, uh, as a teenager, I just really didn't want to live, and I needed peace for my soul, uh, being born with these physical limitations that I had, and I found Jesus, and I have a personal relationship with him, and trust that God's got a plan and a calling on my life that even though it's not like hardly anybody else's, God is still good, and um uh, Man, just such a powerful story. I encourage you to Google Nick Vujicic, V-U-J-I-C-I-C. Just a powerful, powerful story of a guy that God knew his calling for Nick even before he was born, even without arms and without legs. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 2 says, You were born, you were in my care before you were born. I am your creator. You are in my care even before you were born. I love that verse. At first, it says, you know, I'm your creator. Uh means you're not an accident. Um, you know, if you think you're an accident, uh, because when you think that way, friends, you live like it. And, you know, you're going to accidentally kind of go through life without any purpose, without any direction. And I want to make sure you hear me loud and clear, friends. If God allowed you to be born, you're not an accident. You're not an accident. And that's why we talk about... Uh, you know, we don't do it often, but occasionally I do share that. You know, that's why we don't we don't believe in abortion as, as Christians. Uh, we think abortion's wrong because that fetus that's in the mother, that's a baby that God has already numbered the baby's days, and he's chosen that baby to be born. Are there accidental parents? Yes. Accidental babies? No. God chose to create and call you before you were even born. You weren't a fetus before you were born. You were a baby, already chosen, already called, and already created by God for a purpose and a calling. I mean, I love that. Isaiah 43, verse 2 says, You were in my care before you were even born. And just maybe you need to read that verse each day and morning and 
You know, a lot of times we we think sometimes that God can't use us when we have mistakes, and that brings me to the fourth thing the Bible teaches about our calling, and this is a big one, okay, for those of you taking notes. My sins and my mistakes don't change my call, okay? My sins and my mistakes don't change my call. First uh, Timothy cha- chapter 2, verse uh, 9 says, Paul said, by calling me into his service, Jesus has judged me trustworthy, even though I used to be a blasphemer and a persecutor and contemptuous. Mercy, however, was shown me because while I lacked faith, I acted in ignorance. Isn't that good? While I lacked faith, I acted in ignorance. I mean, in other words, Paul saying, you know, I did a lot of dumb stuff growing up. And I don't know about you, but, man, I did too. Got my hand lifted up. How about you? Did you ever do any dumb things growing up? But those of you that are followers of Jesus, um, if you're not, I mean, Paul was a, he was a terrorist before he became a, uh, one of the greatest leaders uh, ever known in the Bible. Wrote more books in the New Testament. I mean, he was a religious terrorist. He was going to people's homes, dragging them out in the street, throwing them into jail, and actually even killing people that were Christians. I mean, he was a murderer. And God said, Paul, uh, God said, Paul, that didn't change the call I had for you from the day you were born. I had a plan for you, and even the bad stuff fits into God's plan. And so the main part is that God can take the ugly stuff that happens in our lives, friends, and he can still use it for good. You know, the Bible says my sins and mistakes, they don't change God's call. And, you know, some of you today, you need to hear what I'm about ready to say next. God does not have a plan B for your life. A lot of people think I really screwed up on that one. Uh, Therefore, I've got to live with plan B the rest of my life. No, you don't. It's part of plan A. God doesn't have a plan B for you. He is still going to work through plan A. Just sometimes, like all of us, there's detours. Amen? I've been on a few detours myself. But some of you, I mean, maybe today you're feeling a little bruised, a little battered, a little beat up by the world, and maybe you had somebody who was unfaithful to you. Uh, You had somebody walk out of your life. You had somebody betray you, reject you. Maybe you were unfortunately molested, uh, sexually abused. Uh, Oh, friends, I'm so, so sorry if any of those things have happened to you, and several of them I listed have happened to me. And yet, I'm so thankful that God says, you know what, that's not going to change one bit of your value and that what the enemy meant for evil, I'm going to use for good in your life if you'll trust me. And I will help you with the calling of your life, even through these really, really painful circumstances, because I do have a call on your life and a plan for you. Because, as we said in Romans 28, 28 earlier, we know that all in all things, not some things, not most things, but all things that God works together for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And in fact, sometimes it's good just to, I've got my Bible circle, the word called and purpose and got like a little arrow, you know, drawn between those two words to know that God's got a purpose of calling for my life, no matter what happens, that he will make good out of it. A fifth thing that we can learn about calling is my calling is permanent. My calling is permanent. I mean, this is kind of further expanding on what we just talked about that, Uh, You know, nobody can take your calling from you. When you're growing up, maybe your parents tried to make you something you really didn't want to be, or you've had a girlfriend or boyfriend that tried to make you something maybe you didn't want to be. 
or your boss or some of your life always trying to pressure you to conform, to take away your true calling. But I want to remind you, friends, your calling cannot be taken from you. Satan can't take his calling, can't take your calling from you. I'll say that again. Satan cannot take your calling away from you. You can't even take your calling away from you. Other people can't take your calling away from you. And God won't because he says, I've given it to you permanently. Romans chapter 11, verse 29 says, God's gift and his calling are irrevocable. God's gifts and his calling are irrevocable. Uh, you know, hey, I'm a graduate of Tate's Creek High School, and, uh, you know, I was definitely not a straight-A student. <laughs> oh, man. I like that word, irre- irrevocable. Irrevocable. Okay? It cannot be taken away. God's gifts and his calling are irrevocable. Uh, I circle that in my Bible because I like to be reminded when the Satan's trying to take away my calling, my blessing. And so... And I want to remind you today that through that verse in Romans eleven twenty nine, 29, uh, if your calling's permanent, it means this. My job is not my calling because your job changes. How many of you ever changed jobs? Man, I have several times. How many of you have ever lost a job? Yeah, we've all been there, right? How many of you have ever been unemployed? You're going to have many, many jobs in your life. Your job is not your calling. Jobs change all the time. Calling never changes. This, you know, this is an eye opener. I know for some of you, you're like, wow, what do you say? The Bible says God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. So no matter what happens, they're permanent in your life. So understand that your job is not your calling. A sixth thing, my calling is connected to others. One of my favorite of these eight things that Rick Warren shares on what on earth am I here for? The wonderful 40-day devotional that I'm doing again. Um, you know, one of the things I love about that, my calling, my assignment from God, my life, my purpose, my vision, the dream that God has for my life, it's connected to other people. I mean, friends, you cannot fulfill your purpose in life, your calling by yourself. I mean, it's impossible. You can only do it when you're connected to other people. Calling in community, they go together, friends. And that's one of my favorite things about being a part of a church and Wally Rendell did such a great job just sharing about the importance of being a part of a church. And some of you today need to remember that and stand on that and what God says about you. And not just on what you feel, but what God says about you and how much he loves you and how much he cares for you and that he's going to help you with your calling. Uh, You know, just like your ears and uh, your hands, I mean, if they're not connected, your ears to your head, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not, not not worthwhile, is it? Or you got a hand. I mean, you know, you can grasp right and fix things, but if it was not connected to your arm, I mean, a hand would have no purpose, would it? I mean, a hand has no power, no talent, no ability without being connected to the body. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 says, We are all one body. We have the same spirit, and we have all been called. We're all one body. We all have the same spirit and the same glorious future hope. And friends, it's only in connection and community that we can fulfill our calling. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 says, Brothers and sisters, you are holy partners in a heavenly calling. Seventh thing that's important about our calling, God empowers me what he calls me to do. God empowers me what he calls me to do. 
I've shared a story about how God provided for Hope is Here just supernaturally. Somebody just said they felt a need to help with a, a ministry. And did I know a ministry? And I shared the vision I had for Hope is Here. It wasn't any initiative I took. It was God prompting somebody else and said that they would help pay for uh, a little over half of the radio time the first year just to get this radio ministry started. And God's just so good and faithful, and he empowers us what he calls us to do, friends, and you need to stand on that today. Uh, one of the things that I know that I know that when you're trying to listen to God, you, you just have to be intentional about it and listen to God's word, learn from it every day, enlist friends who challenge us. Ask questions from people when you don't understand things. Sometimes uh, we need to accept correction. And then we need to remember and reinforce what we learn. And then we just got to do it. Be like Nike and just do what the Bible tells us. And when we're trying to live out our calling that God has showed us. Last but not least, okay, we've been looking at, I guess let me review here real quick. One, my calling is a gift from God. Two, I'm called for God's purpose, not my own. Three, God chose my calling before I was born. Number four, my sins and mistakes don't change my calling. My calling is a permanent, is permanent. Satan can't take it away, and no one else on earth can take it away either. My calling is irrevocable. My calling is connected to others. And last but not least, there's a prize for living out my calling. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14 says, I press toward the goal to win the prize for which is God, which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Friends, I pray today that you will answer the call that God has for your life in this season and know that uh, there is a prize in heaven waiting for you. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Live the kind of life that pleases God who calls you to share in his own kingdom and glory. So friends, know today that there's a prize for living out your calling. So let's live it out well today. I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope is here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Raise your game, lower your pain. Sometimes ordinary tasks can become extraordinary feats, and that's why there's the Joint Chiropractic to keep you moving. Wellness starts here. No appointments or insurance necessary. Open nights and weekends. Stop by when it's convenient for you at our Tate's Creek location and ask us how you can save with our end-of-year specials. Great for unused FSA and HSA dollars. For additional information, visit thejoint.com backslash 15002. Go Eagles!